Inside the Triangle, the Decker Truck Line Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Triangle. I am your host, Darren Ladley, and today we have a couple of special guests in the seat. We have a young lady, Cynthia, and an old, old man, Todd. Um, and I, I've been one, I've actually asked a few people because your name is, last name is kind of could go a different couple of ways because with the S on it kind of throws it off. So is it hops or hopes? No, it's hopes. It's, it's Scottish. Hope. Yes. Okay. It's Scottish. Yes. Okay. Because I always like, okay, Bob Hope, but do we, yep. with an S on it, is it plural or how does that Basically, work? Basically the same clan from Scotland was the hope and then some went to the hopes and yeah. Okay. Do you have a kilt at home? <laughs> nope. No kilt. Okay. No kilt. And actually I'm Scottish. We found out, we always thought we were Irish and we went digging back and we come to find out we're Scottish. So, um, so how long have you two been married? Five years. Yep, we've been five years married. So. Okay. And you've been with Decker since 2019. You came, I think, a week ahead of your wife, Cynthia? No, we came no, together. We came you together. came together? Okay, I thought one of you came and then the other one. Okay, so you came together. Okay. But now Cynthia has a little bit more safe driving time than you do, doesn't yeah, I, she? I took a ride through the ditch with a set of doubles, yes. So mm-hmm. she she went way ahead of me now. Okay. <laughs> and Todd and Cynthia were here today because they were honored with the Clean Truck Award. Thank you. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. So as you said, downstairs she does all the cleaning she does all the cleaning i got to do all the polishing and daisy dukes all that stuff at home yeah. okay oh you got daisy dukes you put on and clean she makes me she yeah. makes you wear them yeah. okay i don't want to see pictures it's adorable. okay <laughs> And that is not true. She cleans just as much as I do or more. And you're also uh, dri- team drivers of the year. Yes, thank for you. For 2020. Thank you. Yeah, 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, that horrible year. Okay. And so that t- is coming up. March 31st. March 31st. Yes. Congratulations on that. Thank okay. Um, how many miles did you guys run? We're guessing somewhere around 300,000. Okay. All right. So you didn't you didn't let the wheels sit very long, did you? Not really. Okay. No. So being a team operation, we don't have a lot of teams here. I think there's 10, maybe something like that. That's about it. Um, 10 to 12, somewhere in there. Most all of you teams are dedicated to uh, bread. bread. What's that bread called? Uh, Pepperidge Pepperidge Farms. Farms. I've hauled it myself years Mm -hmm. ago. Um, So you guys are mainly dedicated to Pepperidge Farms, Mm -hmm. correct? What's the run that you guys do from where to where? We go Lockport, Illinois. Okay. Colorado Springs, Denver. We do that three times a week. And then just for fun, sometimes we do a, another run to Oklahoma City. Okay. You know, round it out close to 8,000. So, and the bread is, uh, I mean, I'm, when I used to haul it, I'm sure it's you're hauling all the racks down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many stops do you have? Because we used to have, it used to be multiple stops. There's one stop or is it multiple stops? Where we used to have, I had, like, if I did the Arkansas run, it was like five different stops. And some of them were... I walked down on this ask out of truth. First one I went to, I walked a mile down a road, a gravel road, because I said, there is no way these can be the right directions. And I was in, it was, and I turned around and walked back because I wasn't about to drive down that gravel road until I knew, but I'm sure yours aren't that way, are they? No, we have a stop. Uh, our Colorado run is one stop in uh, Colorado Springs and then one stop in Inglewood, Colorado. And when we go down to um, Oklahoma City, that's just a one stop usually. Okay. God, you guys got it too easy. It is. It's gravy. Yeah. And then you just bring empty bread racks back. Yeah. Which is really fun in the ice and snow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, that added little just wonderful thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
but the miles are steady and you can almost, you know exactly what you're going to be doing every week. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the one thing about the teams here. I mean, we have a few teams that will kind of maybe just do regular stuff, but most of them all are doing the pepperage farms along that line. And and we keep you pretty busy with that. They keep you hopping. Alan Henderson is top shelf. He, He just, it doesn't get any better than Alan. I mean, he is there for us. He, he's, he worries about us. He cares about us. I mean, he's he's a great boss and a great friend. I mean, he just, he's always there. Cynthia, how many millions of miles safe driving do you have? Just a little over three and a half. Three and a half million. Todd? I think I'm sitting around two and a half, two, 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 twenty-five somewhere. Okay. So you guys both came from different avenues. You were solo drivers up until you came here, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. And Cynthia, you were with who for before here? I worked for FedEx Freight. For FedEx Freight. And you were there for how many years? 13 years. 13 years. And you that's where you accumulated a lot of wiggle wagon miles, right? Yes. Okay. But and I worked for Schneider before that for 15. 15 years. Wow. Were you doing, I mean, Schneider, uh, was it a dedicated run with no, Schneider? Or you're just running all over, huh? Running all over. Okay. All 48 and every province of Canada that touches America. Okay. So would that been when they had them really ugly orange cab overs? Yes. Okay. And no cruise control. And if you got a truck with AM radio, you were the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of guys, uh, these new guys don't remember. You couldn't go a mile without seeing a Schneider orange pumpkin truck. And you couldn't go another mile without seeing a JB Hunt. I called it P yellow. Sorry. I, mean, I don't know what color it was, uh, but they were everywhere. I mean, they were huge. I don't see quite near as many as I used to. I don't know if they, I know JB Hunt is diversified into something totally different, um, but Schneider. Yeah, those were some, and 55 miles an hour. That was it. You guys are complaining about 68. How many years did you drive 55? 55 for five years, no cruise control. And if you went 58, you were called in to talk to And if I remember right, they hated you running toll roads too. So doing, didn't you run the 620 corridor a lot like across Indiana? Toll roads. Oh, okay. It was, well, how could you get there without doing that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I used to, so an AM radio, I mean, that was a lot. AM radio was great back then. Oh, Katie, nice. do you even know what, a, have you ever listened to AM radio? So. Okay. All right. So, I mean, that was all WGN in oh, Chicago WGN, and, and, oh, love this. 1040 out of Des Moines. Mm-hmm. You knew every station when to turn it. 640, you could get a skip from LA to Wyoming at night. And uh, who's the, the, oh, the, the space dude at nighttime? Uh, Art Bell. Art Bell. Art God, Bell. I love Art Bell. He yeah. is on XM. He well, is? Not, not Art Bell. Not Art Bell, but his, yeah, his show gets run by somebody else. Oh, wow. I have to dig that out because I listen to a lot of the old-time radio shows on XM, the the classics, mm-hmm. the Jack Benny and the Dragnet and Gunsmoke. Love those shows. Drive my kids nuts when they're riding with me. But, I mean, yeah, Art Bell, wow. All right, cool. It's uh, Channel 148. Road Dog has... 146. 146? Yeah. Okay. Okay, whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> 146. She's right. All right. Well, she's always right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Todd. And you were with who before you came to us? Uh, FedEx. I was there 20 years. Started out with American Freightways and then went to FedEx. I said I was there 20 years. I was diversity counsel. I was a driver trainer. Um, had uh, just about had my 20 years safe driving in. And well, we walked out, but <laughs> <laughs> came here. But before that, I was with Decker in uh, 89 to 94. I worked here and uh, hauled some livestock before that. Okay, who'd you haul livestock for? I was a livestock hauler well, for. Well, back then it was anybody who had an old cab over truck was looking for a driver, so it was just uh, Sheffield Cattle Company. Oh, I remember, yeah. Um, uh, Junior oh. Edgington. 
Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yep. 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 work for them. That's where I started. Okay, so. yeah. I had a, we used to do a lot for Iowa Select, and a lot of those guys mm-hmm. used to come over there yep. and do a lot for, with us at Iowa Select. Yep. So, yep. okay. So, yeah, we ran a lot of the same circles over yeah. there. Emhoff. I, uh, oh, yeah, Emhoff, uh, all the grandkids now. Uh, Keith has passed away. Okay. All the grandkids now have trucks. Wow. And they've got Emhoff Trucking LLC now is up and running. So Awesome. They're doing good. That was a, livestock hauling is a different breed. That's for sure. I mean, you don't know your smell. I didn't know I smelled until I was done hauling it and I got out yeah. of it. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I yep. guess I did stink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you two, would you meet at FedEx? She picked me up off the dock. <laughs> we did meet at FedEx. I asked him to help me with a rack, and a rack weighs about 350 to 500 pounds. Okay, that's so better than where I thought she was going when she said <laughs> to help me with a rack. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and I asked him to help me lift it up. He walks over, he goes, stand back, I got this. And I thought, I don't need your help like that. I just want you to help me. He picks it up, and I'm like, Okay. Bye. <laughs> he didn't impress you? No. I no? wanted I think, you know, if you're a woman and you're a truck driver, you should do the same job as a man because you get paid the same. And um, I'm proud of that that the industry pays a woman the same as a man. So, I wanted to do the same, but he wanted to show me his muscle. <laughs> and we were just talking earlier, where did the muscles go? Not working on the dock no more, right? Not working on the dock, and I jumped out of the truck too hard, and they all went right, <laughs> just right in the belly. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have been here for two and a half years, or almost, well, no. Be just two, over two. Just over two. So what brought you to teaming? Why from the solo to the teaming? We were ready for a change. We wanted to, to go out and do something different. And we have done like Todd and I, we've done a variety of things. We've both done flatbed. We've done reefers. We've done, we wanted to go over the road as a team. And um, I looked at where I had come from, which was Schneider. And he looked at where he had come from, from Decker. And uh, we wanted to go to a family atmosphere, someone who listened to us as a person. And we wanted to work for a family that everyone works together. If somebody needs to go home sick, you cover that load. If somebody, you need to go home, somebody will cover you. It's a, it's a work together effort. And that's why we came here. Todd talked to. I talked to Erin. Uh, she's our recruiter. Okay. And uh, talking with her and stuff, she finally just out of the blue says, Todd, you need to come home. And I said, okay, we're coming home. So when you were here, you said 94 or 89 to 94? Yeah, 84 to 94. So my dad was here then. Yep. He was the head of yep. uh, sales Bill. operations, whatever Great the title yep. they had at him. So who was your dispatcher back then? Um, Joe Fell. Joe Fell. <laughs> well, I started off with in flatbed, so I had a guy over there. Okay. And um, then one thing led to another, and I ended up on uh, West Coast Reefer. Okay. So there was only 13 of us then. The West Coast Reefer was really small back then. There was only 100 trucks. Mm-hmm. So I started off in truck 108, which was a cab over Peterbilt. So you probably heard that when Don was talking about him and Marv when they went out oh, and they yeah. took that first run out to California. I remember them guys just about every year when the big trucks would start coming in over them years. They were always going out to the West Coast with them. They, uh, him and Joe and Marv and there was a few others. They'd all jump in trucks and take off, make one round a year and stuff. And that, was, that always impressed me. That mm-hmm. was just always a neat thing to see was... You know, the, the bosses getting in the truck and just go, mm-hmm. you know, and they could do it and they would show you they could do it. So. 
I wish I love them old cab over Pete's that they had. I oh, love yeah. that body style. Yep. Uh, Michael Eric, you know, Michael here, he's our vice president mm-hmm. of operations. His dad's got three of them. He's got an 86, an 87, and 88. Don't, I th- I'm pretty wow. sure that's what the years are. And one of them's his special baby <laughs> that never is, he's the only one that can drive it. And, you know, they haul corn with it and stuff. But I've been dying for years. I want it done. He's got that old, that yeah. one isn't bad, but I'd love him to restore one of those, like the 108 or something, mm-hmm. and just have it and take it on a trip once in a while just to relive it. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen. No, and we seem to forget just how miserable those trucks really were to drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told somebody the other day. They said, well, don't you miss some old cab overs? I'm like, I'm too fat and old to get up in them anymore. <laughs> and they beat me to death back then. No, I remember those. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do too, but I, I'm like, God, I wonder, how, you know, I used to just basically when you got out of the key, you'd swing, you'd take that arm and yep. you'd swing out and you get out. I don't think if I did that now, I'd have two broken knees and yeah. a, and a yeah. shoulder out of place. Yeah, do the fireman slide. Just swing the door open and step out, you know, and slide mm-hmm. down. <laughs> yeah. Crawling over the doghouse. How many mile, How many hours did you have sleeping over a doghouse? Oh, yeah. In the wintertime, especially. That was the only warm spot in the truck. So, <laughs> you throw your pillow in the passenger seat, lay on the doghouse. Yeah. And you didn't know how to put your clothes on standing up. No, no. no. <laughs> you always hear the stories of the guys putting their boots on and their truck leaning up against the door and the door pops open yeah. and some guy falls out onto the ground about five feet. So The great yeah, thing about good. Todd's first truck, it was 108. Our first truck here was three 108 three wow yeah it was kind of a neat thing it, it was meant to be then right yes I, I guess so um you've been teaming now for the two years everything's going awesome i'm sure i know you made the comment to me here i think we were talking on the phone last week or it was a couple of weeks ago we were talking on the phone and you said that you have done better here in the team operation than you did in the time monetary wise than when you were at fedex absolutely yeah the actually um you take your mileage pay and the bonuses and everything you get here, and it actually pays better than what I was making per mile at FedEx. After 20 years. After I mean, 20 years. So the money here is amazing, and the way they treat you is is amazing. And I hear guys complaining about the trucks and stuff. For speed, I don't think a truck should go over 65, personally. Um, tires are only rated at 75 mile an hour. So... Well, yeah. you know, when I owned my own truck here the first four or four years, even when I hauled livestock, I was not uh, a fast driver. But, you know, our trucks here at Decker have been always been 68 miles an hour. I don't know if they were back when. 65. 65. Then, yeah. So when I came here in 2000, they were 68. And we would come out and I got passed all the time because I'm not going to, one, I'm paying for my fuel and I'm not going to drive that fast. It's just, you know, the company drivers, I'll meet you when we get up there. And I just felt safer. I mean, I'd like to have that to pass if you really needed to have that extra. Mm -hmm. But other than that, yeah, 68 is plenty fast. When people don't realize that one mile an hour, two mile an hour, what that is in fuel costs. Mm -hmm. And it, it starts getting up there. You start getting into rolling resistance and everything. It gets expensive when you're talking 800 trucks on the road. It gets really expensive. You're in the millions of dollars a year for one to two mile an hour. It's not worth it. I was talking to a guy who was looking at lease purchase here not too long ago, and I said, well, the difference between six and a half miles of the gallon and seven miles of the gallon is $14,000, or not 14, sorry, 14,000 gallons a year is what that truck buys. So uh, overall, you're costing yourself about three to $5,000 in fuel costs by that half a mile out of the gallon. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You're just going to throw five grand out of your pocket? Exactly. I don't think so. And the scorecard bonus, I mean, it's not hard to attain, is it? No, it's, I don't know it's what not. our, how fast or how many of them we get and stuff, but I think we get probably eight or nine a year. 
10? At a, at well, if thousand? you won driver of the year, I'm a, I think you got 10 this last year. Okay. You wouldn't be in driver team of the year. But, but we, yeah. It's not even something we think about. It, it's so simple to get. And, we take you know, two vacations a year, one in August and one in January. We don't get the full one then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So but, yeah, it's, it's so simple to get those. And, I mean, the idle. We've seen our trucks sitting on the fuel island in Illinois running while the guy's fueling. Okay. And then they'll tell you they're not idling their yeah. truck. And it's like, there goes your bonus. Mm-hmm. You, you just wiped out your bonus because you didn't want to turn the key off while you were getting fuel. It, it's that simple. Just turn and use the fuel stops. Mm-hmm. Some of them ain't the greatest. There's ones we absolutely hate. But 30, <laughs> 30 cents a gallon compared to, like, I always use the, the, uh, the analogy. analogy. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> what would I do without her? Um but you take a pilot on one side and a pilot on the other side, and it tells you to go to this one. Well, but that one's easier to get into, and it isn't as busy. Yeah, but that one may be corporate, and this one is private. Exactly. I don't get a discount at that one, and I do at that one. No, I don't, but Decker does. I would right. say I. Um, but that's $0.30 cents a gallon or $0.20 cents a gallon. That adds up. Yep. Um, and if you guys want raises, you want bonuses, where do you think that money comes from? Well, well, it's not just the scorecard. You're right. It's equipment. It's, you know, time off. If you want time off, we have to make sure that that equipment sits while you take time off. That costs money. Mm-hmm. Everything costs money. This building costs money. Maintenance, the second shift, that's wonderful. These people all cost us money, but they keep us on the road and keep us safe. We're actually, um, I, I can actually say something on it now, but uh, we got 300 trucks coming in this year. Brand new wow. trucks. Okay. So, I mean, and we're only about 650 total to 675. Okay. okay. So we're turning over almost half of our fleet just this year. Anything 17 and 18, it's out the door. Okay. So that is a big investment. You know, the average truck is probably 150 to $170,000 by the time we put an APU on it. Um, so that look at how much we're spending this year in equipment, but it's going to cause some chaos. And I'm telling you drivers right now this year, because the one thing that we're changing over to is most all the fleet is going to be Cummins instead of uh, pack our MX motors. Um, and then the other thing is, is so now every truck that comes in, it has days of prep time. Okay. Got to get the APU on it. Got to get all that stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. So we got trucks coming in. Well, trucks have to go out, you know, at the same pace. So if you got 10 coming in, 10 got to go out. So it's going to create a little bit of a chaos in the trucks mm-hmm. situation. So be prepared, Decker drivers. It's coming this year. Okay. But you're going to get a new truck. But you're going to get a new truck. So tell me, what, what Volvo or Pete? Pete. Yeah. We, we really fell in love with the Pete. We had the Freightliner. Uh, loved it. Loved the Detroit engine. Uh, mm-hmm. I have nothing bad to say about that. We get into the Pete. We had our choice, Peter Volvo. We chose Pete. The ride is way better than the Freightliner was. We just cannot believe the difference in the ride. Cummins or MX? Cummins. You got, got the Cummins. Yeah, okay. got the Cummins, and it's set up the way they want it set up. So that's it's set up for a few miles. Yeah, that's what it's set up. It for. is. You know, yeah. it's it's not going to go out and set any world records, but it's dependable. Mm-hmm. And what kind of fuel mileage are you getting? Not as good as the Freightliner. Not as good as the Freightliner? Well, no, I think we're running about seven and a half. So we well, were, still seven and a half, yeah. I mean. We were getting over eight with our Freight. With your Freightliner yeah. you were? Yeah. Okay. But the we test drove, uh, well, I shouldn't say test drove. We drove a Volvo for a week. Our Freightliner left us somewhere. Okay. So we had to, <laughs> it stayed on the side of the road. It was a good anywhere. truck. <laughs> so we drove a Volvo for a week. Well, then our Freightliner left us again. Yeah. And we drove a Pete for a week. And it was still a good truck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we decided when our Freightliner got 500000 they wouldn't let us keep it, which mm-hmm. was sad. But 
they asked us which we wanted, and we set a peak, and uh, it is amazing. That ride, it is wonderful. Yeah. And the truck, it has four more inches in that bed, and when you're sharing a bed, <laughs> four more inches is wonderful. Well, you don't sleep in the upper and lower bunk? You don't? No. no. Oh. So, and see, now, I'm partial to a Volvo myself. I'm a Pete guy. I own Pete's, yeah. okay? But it ain't the old Pete's ain't nothing like the new Pete's. But I'm a Volvo because I think the Volvo motors got more power. I, I think it's mm-hmm. a little bit more reliable, and I think their transmission is on a better par. But the seats are a lot more comfortable in a Pete than they are in a Volvo. That's my fat butt opinion, okay? <laughs> um, and the Volvo, you used to and the older ones had a lot bigger fridge in it i mean a lot bigger oh, fridge it yeah i'll agree with no you. they went down now the new oh, ones they downsized them well you haven't seen the new Pete. It's yeah I know, I know it's <laughs> yeah and a, any matt lynch any suggestions we have is put a bigger fridge yeah. in them <laughs> but yeah it's everybody tries to compete with the volvo i mm-hmm. mean the whole 12-speed transmission that's in these peats and everything they're volvo set the standard on our stuff and they're one of the best out there it just wasn't for us. Yep. We just didn't care for it that much. So what, uh, when you're talking about the peat, is it, you say, it, is it? but some people have said the turning radius isn't as good. Have you noticed a little longer turning radius than some so of we, the others? We back into really tight spots where we go to and actually have no complaints about it. I mean, our tandems are slid back quite a ways too, and we still get in and out, no problem. Never really noticed the turning radius. Was we we really were concerned because that's what we had heard. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of spots that are, you know, it's, it is very unique to get into. You still have to be bent at the end to be in the dock. <laughs> but I bet you it's still easier than the long nose, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah. don't want one of those. I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things that we got in this and the ride was so much better. It's so much quieter. It was like... The Freightliner is a workhorse, and that's great. You know, you can go work for a lot of companies and drive that truck. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go to a lot of companies and drive something this nice. It's Pete, not got, Pete got it right with the Ultra Loft. They really did. I oh, think yeah. that cab oh, design yeah. and the quietness, I, th- I think they hit a good mm-hmm. home run on that one. So and For Teeman, the least you hear, the better you're going <laughs> to sleep. And I think that the upper bunk, how it folds, it's perfect for storage. Is that a folding just like this and then yep. folds up and you it has the, the L? Fold, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because a Volvo, I think, used to. I don't know if it still does. It went the whole thing the whole went thing up thing. in the air up. Okay. Yeah. And so it's fabulous about that. Plus, for sleeping, the uh, ride, I don't I don't know why it's so much better. I don't know why the Freightliner wasn't. But back there, you felt every bump, even though we had a nicer mattress and everything. Yeah, we put the drift mattresses okay. in our trucks. We really like them, but... They're good mattress. Well, I, I mean, I, I give you guys all the credit in the world because, you know, I do a little teaming every year with that football truck, and I, I can never sleep. It's like 15 <laughs> minutes, and then it's like 15 minutes, and then it's like this. I don't know how you can get any rest back there because it just wears me out. A trip down to Texas and back, and I need two days to recover because I've just whooped. And the, bad, the, the only problem I ever have is if we get a tailwind, mm-hmm. then you don't hear all the hum of everything. And you don't feel the wind in the cab. And when you're sleeping, you'll feel this. You'll wake up thinking, okay, why'd we stop? You look out and you look out the curtain. It's like, ooh, interstate. We're moving. <laughs> it's like a reefer. You know, you know the minute a reefer's not running, Yes, right? yep. That's how you get used to it. So now, the transmission. You know, you get all these die hard. I got to have a manual transmission because it makes me feel more like a man. What do you, what do you say to that? You've been doing this a long time I, like me. I'm more than happy to give up a manual transmission. So amen to that. It's uh, <laughs> the, the 
ease on your legs, your knees, and everything else. Um, traffic, running in traffic the way it is nowadays and stuff. I And I get a kick out of these guys. I've got to have an 18-speed. Why? Do you want to split from the time you start shifting? What? They, I don't, it's like you don't under, they think the bigger the number, the badder they are or something, but mm. an 18 speed, you're just going to start splitting at the bottom. Yeah. You know, if you want to, you see, you can feel bigger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but a 13 speed. Yeah. They're great. They're wonderful. But this 12 speed, this gets a lot better fuel mileage. And anybody that says, oh, I can run it, you know, a stick and get the same mile. No, you can't. Yeah. You absolutely cannot. In traffic, you're not trying to figure out, do I need to shift? Do I need to do this? What am I doing? No, I'm focused outside mm-hmm. where everything is changing second by second. Oh, and, and so now along that line then, so you do a lot of Chicago, yep. okay, because you're going in yep. Lockport yep. all the time. Yep. And you do a lot of Denver because mm-hmm. if you're going to Colorado Springs, yeah. the only way to get there is through Denver and everything. Yeah. So what do you think of the smart drive? I mean, I know it can get a tedious with the beep, beep once in a while, but. I think the beep, beep. For a team is a decrement because you're I hearing it in the back. I, when I'm sleeping, that's supposed to alarm me when I'm driving. When I'm sleeping, it shouldn't be alarming me. So that part I think is a little frustrating. But when we're in the cities, if you let it beep beep, somebody's going to come out of the bunk and beat on you. <laughs> <laughs> so you learn to back off, you're supposed right? To yeah. back off. I just wish they could turn it down a little bit. Yeah, that's what we're doing. For a team. When we first when we first tested it. I know there was one that there was some that you could actually had a volume and it used to sit up. I know I'm pointing and nobody can see this, but it was up above where the CB used to be up above Mm -hmm. the middle of the dash. There used to be a control there and it actually worked pretty cool because it would tell you if you hit a 55 zone, it would tell you a 55 zone. If you hit a 45 zone, it would tell you a 45 Mm -hmm. zone, but it also had a volume control on, but I haven't seen one of those in one. I think maybe it was just a few models that we got with it. So now our semi tells us what the speed is. It does. Okay. It reads the speed, and it blinks red and blue if you're going over that speed limit. Okay. And so, I to me, that's, what is the speed here? Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, that is a nice feature. And our smart drive is really low, but mm-hmm. yeah, we're trying to get there safely because accidents cost you time, money, mm-hmm. and down the road, it's going to cost you a career if you're not careful. And, and you know, it, it's going to beep. I mean, you're not going to get away from that because you leave the cushion, they want you to leave. Well, two morons will, I mean, two, oh. two gentlemen and four-wheelers will cut in front of you. You can say morons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. They'll cut in front of you and be right up, you know, glued to your front bumper. Well, you back off a little bit more. Well, then the kid with his big diesel pickup squeezes in there, too. So it's just <laughs> going to keep beeping. So just try to keep your distance. And, and it doesn't affect your smart drive. That's, that's the thing. Everybody thinks, you know, it's going to rack up your score and stuff by doing that. It doesn't. Just start backing off. Let the truck do its thing. It's fine. Good advice. Awesome advice. So everybody listen to that. Okay. So in wrap up, give me some advice to becoming a truck driver in today's world. I think if you want to become a truck driver in today's world, you just have to realize that everything you do in your personal car, in your semi, whatever, it counts towards your license. So if you want a career in this, you have to make sure that you're driving just as safe, defensive, everything, every day. I'm sorry if that's not fun. Get yourself a little car on batteries, run it around the thing where you do all the flips and everything. But when you get in your truck or your car, you're at work. It counts. And one other thing from you, Cynthia, I'd like, what about being a woman in the trucking industry? I think it's never been a greater time than now. I mean, women can work all different jobs. They're mothers and they do different things and take care of their ailing parents. But now you can come work a job and still be able to take care of things. And people that are 
I'm sorry, my age, 50, you could come and have a second career where you did something different for many years and you took care of everybody else. And now you can go take care of yourself. You can drive, you can see everything. And for the first time in your life, you make your destiny. You make your paycheck. It's all about what you can accomplish. And it's really relatively easy to get into. And there are great companies out there that want women like Decker. You guys treat us phenomenally. I mean, when I started, you were lucky to get a restroom. <laughs> but now it's like, it's just everybody is equal. And that is a great thing. I will add, it is a lot more challenging for a woman. And you know this because, I mean, truck stops are not set up for 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 women and stuff like that. So it's, it is more challenging for you. But women are stronger when it comes to that. And I think they're more determined. I think they were. I was, I was serious about the restroom. There were many oh, places I, I didn't have a restroom. Yeah. Um, I, I just came from a company who's a Fortune 500 company that didn't have restrooms for me. Wow. Today. On the docks they didn't? No. Wow. So you would have to stop before you got there, before you were at the dock, or before you got to a place, so you had a restroom available. Hmm. So, I mean, this is something that's, you know, relatively there. I think where it's harder for a woman is if they see a woman driving in and they go, oh, let's see if she can back up. <laughs> you know, I think there is a stigma, but I don't think it, the job itself is any harder. Mm, no. I think the job is just as equally hard for a guy. And, you know, being away from your family, technology has come so far. You can FaceTime. You know, these new ELDs have hotspots. So if you're money conscious and you don't want to have all the things on your phone, you can do different things. So I believe it isn't any harder for a man. Oh, and trucks are so much better. I mean, oh, easier to drive nowadays with the automatic transmissions. Mm -hmm. Everything. I mean, what do you got in your TV? In your truck, you've got a satellite TV. Mm -hmm. You've got a microwave. You've got a refrigerator. You've got an inverter to run pretty much everything you want. You've got satellite radio. And that's all provided by us. That's so, right. I mean, could you get much easier? No. And I have to tell you, um, we bought a vacuum cleaner. No, and you won, and that's that's how you won that. Okay. But I have a girlfriend who works for a different company, and she says, "Do not tell me that Decker gave you a vacuum cleaner." <laughs> you should have said yes, and then you could have pulled her in there for the referral bonus. And she was just like, I said, she was like off on this tangent about how she, that I had a vacuum cleaner in my truck, and I'm like, <laughs> you can get one too with this inverter. Yeah. So I think, for me, I think I've chosen a great career. But I also think that women out there can do this. And I think that sometimes, you know, we look down like, oh, no, they can't. Oh, yes, they can. And I'm a proven record. You just have to get out there and try. What's the worst that can happen? You don't like it? Go back to doing what you're doing before, right. correct? Awesome. Where you didn't make a lot of money and you didn't have good <laughs> benefits and you were treated like the second class citizen. Don't do that. Go work for somebody who treats you right and takes care of you. Because I do. They're out there. They really are. We're here. We're okay. here. Yeah. Okay. Todd, your advice. My advice for a new driver, check your attitude at the door. Leave it behind because there's way too much attitude out there anymore. A lot of cussing and calling people names on the radio and stuff. And it just isn't the way it should be. Spend some time at home. Watch BJ and the Bear moving on, you know, uh, Convoy, Smokey and the Bandit. Watch you the movies old. and really learn how this was. What, what did you say, Cynthia? <laughs> you are old. You, people don't know hey, who that is. The, they should. But, Darren, you know as well as I do, you know, you used to go to IBP and all that stuff, too, back in the day. Everybody helped each other. Mm -hmm. If you had a hog in the bottom that wouldn't come out, you'd turn around, you'd have three more guys crawling in there and guys poking through the sides and, oh, go this way, go that way, and they were helping you get him out of the bottom. 
anymore. They stand and laugh. Yeah. You know, well, Don did a really good analogy, and I, you know, in that first one, or him and Marvin are talking. You know, they used to blow tires left and right, mm-hmm. and they used to pay what was it, four dollars and fifty cents if you had to. Ch- I mean, these guys had to change their own tires on the side of the road, and they got paid four dollars and fifty cents on it. <laughs> wow. I got drivers now. If I asked them to change a light bulb, there, I mean, I, I mean, the world's coming to an end because they had to reach in and twist a new light bulb yep. in, and I'm like, you guys don't have a clue what it was like in the olden days, but um, those coffin box sleepers i mean yeah. oh god I, I don't even think i could fit through one of those anymore oh so. yeah wasn't that fun crawl through the back window of the truck and drop drop <laughs> yeah on the bed <laughs> but mine is always patience 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 yep. and you got to be able to ride what i call the roller coaster you're going to have your up times you're going to have your down times it's going to be a roller coaster but if you can ride it out it's going to be the greatest ride you can ever have yep i do have something everybody has a bad day like you were saying and if you have a bad day reach out and touch somebody and talk Mm-hmm. because if you let it spin in your mind it was something very very small and at the end of the day it's like you know a hurricane's coming so if you just reach out and touch somebody and say hey i'm just having a bad day listen to me spiel because i don't care if it's home if it's work if it's another driver something you'll see that you know what you're not alone because that is the downfall of trucking is sometimes you think you're all out there by yourself and you're not mm-hmm. reach out and talk to somebody We've got enough staff around here. Somebody will talk mm-hmm. to you and try to help you out. A lot of people don't. And believe me, I deal with this every day in my job. You know, you're not helping me. You're not helping me. You know, we're trying. We're trying. Right. But if if people behind the scenes could see how much we put into for our drivers, trying to help them, give them the best equipment, give them the best help. Yes, mistakes are going to be made. Nobody's perfect. But God, do we go over the top. And the millions of dollars we spend every year trying to help drivers make it better for them, they just they don't see that a lot of times. Well, and that's the big thing with Decker that I love about Decker on several areas. But they, they want you to succeed. Decker does. And they will go to great measures to make sure that you, ex, you know, succeed in your job. This podcast, for one, this is a great podcast. Love it. I got to do this. I've got a buddy of mine in uh, Wisconsin, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. He uh, he drives for Gordon Foods. He listens to this podcast, and even he says, "This is great, man. You guys really put a lot of information out there." And if me and you are into the technology yeah, as old exactly. as we are, exactly. I mean, there's no excuse for everybody else out exactly. there. I mean, now Gary Northrup, no, we're not getting him there. Okay, I mean, no, he's still got a flip phone. So yeah, I'm surprised he's moved up to that. <laughs> my mom's still got a candy bar phone. So my, it's weird. My dad could do anything on a computer, and he was two years old. My mother before he passed away, but my mother, she can't. Yeah, she can barely use a flip phone. So it's just like night and day difference between the two of them. So, all right. Well, thank you guys. Congratulations on driver of the year good luck we will know in a week or so somewhere in that area and uh, i wish you well thank you very much thank Uh, you you guys do an amazing job thank you well katie does it she just makes me look good (laughs) all right thanks everyone remember keep the shiny side up all right now for the next thing i want to talk about let's talk about our trivia question okay katie do you did you understand the trivia question from last week You didn't? Okay, well, I can't explain it to you. So this week's trivia question, and we will have a prize for the first person to either email Katie or call her. And we're going to go with Smokey and the Bandit this week. Okay, Katie, have you seen Smokey and the Bandit? One, two, three, neither one, none of them. Your homework, you're working in a trucking company. Your homework project is to watch Smokey and the Bandit, at least the first one. Okay. 
So where, what was the name of the place that Burt Reynolds was going to leave Sally Fields when he dropped her off at the bus station? All right. There's a specific thing they called it. What was it? Thank you. As always, thank you for listening to Inside the Triangle. Don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you will know when the new episodes drop. And remember, submit your questions to podcast at deckermail.com and you could be featured on one of our upcoming episodes. The best way to do this is to create a voice memo on your smartphone, record your question, and email it to podcast at deckermail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Stay driven to be the best. Thank you.